If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Deep Space Nine was the show that enjoyed one of the largest supporting casts out of all of the Trek series to date. Aside from the core characters, there were regulars in Quark's bar, looking at you, Morn, and those Starfleet officers who dropped in from time to time. Add to this the mighty Dominion, the Klingon Empire, and all sorts, and without a chart, sometimes it's a little difficult to keep all of these characters in check. One of the major positives are the directions that the actors' careers can take during the show and also afterwards. Whilst many have remained on television, some of the cast of Star Trek DS9 have moved into entirely new directions. Some are teaching, some are writing, and others, well, they've run for office. I'm Marcus Bronzy, this is Trek Culture, and this is the cast of Deep Space Nine, Where Are They Now? Number 19, Admiral Ross, Barry Jenner. Admiral William Ross was an addition to the series in the sixth season, taking Sisko on as his right-hand man. Barry Jenner appeared in several more episodes up to the seventh season finale, and he passed away in 2016. He was a popular addition to the convention circuit and attended as often as possible. He also made appearances in Knott's Landing, Dallas, Somerset, and Another World. He was an avid fan of both tennis and golf, playing in many tournaments to raise money for charity. Unfortunately, he died in 2016 from acute myeloid leukemia. He was 75. Number 18. Leggett Damar, Casey Biggs. Leggett Damar first appeared in a tiny guest spot back in Deep Space Nine's fourth season as an unnamed aide to Golder Cat. This was a very small spot which eventually evolved to Damar running the Cardassian Union and finally instigating the insurrection against the Dominion, giving his life for the fight in the process. Not bad for a walk on pie. Since Deep Space Nine, he's appeared in ER, The Good Wife, Elementary, Person of Interest and Unbelievable, a show which features many of his former co-stars along with other Trek alumni. Number 17. Rom. Max Grodenchik. First appearing in The Next Generation as Sovak in Captain's Holiday and Parla Noor in The Perfect Mate, Max Rodenchik, like his on-screen brother Armin Shimmerman, has played several different characters in Star Trek. He is of course most well known for playing the lovable buffoon Rom, Quark's brother in Deep Space Nine. Originally written as Ferengi Pitboss in Emissary, his character grew immeasurably over the seasons until he was finally made the Grand Nagus in the series' penultimate episode. He has also made guest appearances in ER, well, like much of Hollywood during the show's run, Crossing Jordan, Six Feet Under. He's also an accomplished singer writing and performing Rom's song, which he often knocks out at conventions. The song, of course, laments his wishes to take over Quark's bar and have Odo finally leave the station. Cute. Like many of his co-stars, he's appeared in What We Left Behind, wherein he also sings, this time with Jeffrey Coombs, Casey Biggs and Armin Shimmerman. Number 16. Cassidy Yates, Penny Johnson. Cassidy Yates was introduced in the show's third season and was quickly established as a love interest for Ben Sisko. After a slightly rocky first year where she was, well, sent to prison for helping the Marquis, she returned in the show's fifth season where she and Ben picked things up from where they left off. Penny Johnson wasn't originally a Star Trek fan, so when she told her other half that she got the job, he was over the moon because he was a big Trekkie in their relationship. Since the show ended, she is probably best known for her role in Seth MacFarlane's The Orville, where she plays Dr. Claire 
Finn. The show is very obviously a loving tribute to Star Trek, the original series, and of course, the Next Generation eras. Before this, she appeared in a starring role on Castle, where she shared several episodes with both Michael Dawn and Robert Picardo. She has also appeared with Michael Dawn back in The Next Generation in the seventh season episode, Homeward. Cassidy Yates was recently teased in the first season of Star Trek's Picard, where her shipping company has an office in Boston. A precursor to an appearance, maybe? Well, hopefully. Number 15, Wayan slash Brunt. Jeffrey Coombs. Jeffrey Coombs is an actor with a vast body of work to his name. Before he joined the cast of Deep Space Nine in the dual role of Wayne and Brunt, he was most famous for portraying Dr. Herbert West in the films Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator. He has a special love for these films and appeared in the direct-to-DVD third film Beyond Reanimator in 2003. He also gave his voice to the role of the redesigned Scarecrow in the animated series of Batman, picked primarily for the deep sense of dread he could instill with his voice voice. He appeared in both Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek Enterprise as well as several other roles. He has appeared in many horror films, including a large amount based on Lovecraft's literature, starting back in the 80s but continuing on up until quite recently. In 2018, he played Lovecraft himself in Howard Lovecraft and the Kingdom of Madness. He can also be seen in Unbelievable alongside many other great Star Trek actors. Number 14. Gul Dukat, Mark Alimo. Mark Alimo is most recognizable to most Star Trek fans as Gul Dukat, the evil leader of the Cardassian Union and then later the Par Wraith Acolyte. His slow manner of speaking hooked audiences from the beginning, though Dukat was not his first role on Trek. In the years since Deep Space Nine has finished, Alimo has stayed away from the spotlight somewhat. He has continued to work on stage using his role as Gul Dukat as an inspiration for much of his work since then. Alimo has the distinction of being probably the most developed villain in all of Star Trek, as Dukat appeared in 33 separate episodes, where his story went from shady Cardassian soldier to the harbinger of doom in the show's finale. Be that as it may, Dukat remains a firm fan favourite character. Number 13. Garrick, Andrew Robinson. Garrick remains one of the most interesting recurring characters on any of the Star Trek series, thanks in large to the wonderful performance by Andrew Robinson himself. Introduced early in the series, he appeared in many episodes throughout the show's run. He originally auditioned for Odo, but secured Garrick instead. He kept a character bible throughout the series, using it to frame and then fully compose the novel A Stitch in Time once the show was finished. The novel chronicles not just the aftermath of the Dominion War, but expands on Garrick's early life as well. He and Alexander Siddig collaborated on a stage play entitled The Dream Box, which they often performed together at conventions. He was recently interviewed for the behind-the-scenes look at the making of the 80s horror film Hellraiser, wherein he played the father of the original lead character. Prior to Deep Space Nine, he would have been widely recognized as the Scorpio Killer from 1971's Dirty Harry. He was one of the first backers of What We Left Behind and provides a narration thread throughout, using his instantly recognizable voice to both chill and intrigue. Number 12. General Martok J.G. Hertzler. Hertzler actually appeared as far back as the pilot emissary as the Vulcan captain of the USS Saratoga. He would of course become best known for his role as General Martok, with two of his many appearances being as a changeling imposter. Hertzler has a long and distinguished career on stage and screen. He has a vast Shakespearean credit, something he feels adds to his ability to play a Klingon. After Deep Space Nine wrapped, he appeared on the series Charmed and Roswell, the latter of which had an episode written by Ronald D. Moore. However, it's is in the political arena that Hertzler has been busy for the last few years. In 2013, he was elected as a Democrat of the board to Ulysses, New York, close to a town 
called Romulus. In 2016, he and James Cromwell were arrested for civil disobedience, protesting the green lighting of underground gas storage in Seneca Lake over public opposition. In 2017, he announced his candidacy for the US Senate, planning to run in 2018, advancing to the primary, but withdrawing his candidacy a little later. Number 11, Nog, Aaron Eisenberg forever known to Star Trek fans as Nog, Quark's nephew, best friend of Jake Sisko and ensign aboard Deep Space Nine and the USS Defiant, Aaron Eisenberg sadly passed away in September 2019. He had suffered ill health for many years, beginning with a kidney transplant in his teens that stunted his growth and eventually a second kidney transplant in 2015. He had two sons and a loving wife, whom he married in 2018. He was a professional photographer with his own gallery. He appeared on other shows like The Secret World of Alex Mack in the 90s and was also a theatre director up to the time of his death. He played Nog for all seven seasons of Deep Space Nine. Of the role, he had this to say. I'll always carry love for the show with me, wherever I go. So when you ask me what I've left behind, I can't think I've left anything behind because it's still here with me every day. A consummate professional, a devoted father and friend, he was a co-host with Sirach Lofton on the podcast The Seventh Rule, keeping their friendship going in the years after the show wrapped. Taken far too young by heart failure at the age of 50, he's sorely missed. Number 10, Colonel Kira, Nana Visitor. Nana Visitor had one of the hardest roles to play in Star Trek. As a major, and later a Colonel Kira, she was tasked with making an admitted terrorist a sympathetic character, something she not only achieved, but did so in such a way that it cemented her character as one of the best across all entries in the franchise. Since the show wrapped, she has kept very busy in terms of work. She went from space to dancing, appearing in Las Vegas and Washington as Roxy Hart in Chicago, before joining the Broadway version. She appeared in Dark Angel, Frasier, CSI and in Wildfire, in which she had the starring role for four seasons. She then went on to appear in Battlestar Galactica for one episode of its fourth season, where she plays a woman dying from cancer who strongly believes in the message of God, tying back to her days as the devout Kira. She appeared in the BBC sci-fi series Torchwood, Miracle Day for two episodes, and then in Castle with former co-star Penny Johnson. Like many other Trek actors, she has done voice work in Family Guy, appearing in 12 episodes to date. She's also appeared in the remake of Friday the 13th. She's a frequent guest at Star Trek conventions, and it's safe to say that she's kept busy since the show wrapped. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Number 9. Julian Bashir, Alexander Siddig. Introduced to the show in Emissary, the cocky young recruit Julian Bashir would rise through the show to become one of the most beloved characters in the series. Siddig was only 25 when he landed the role of Dr. Bashir after being passed over for the role of Commander Sisko. That was a great idea, guys. During the show's run, he fell in love with and had a child with co-star Nana Visitor, with whom he married and subsequently divorced, although they remain on good terms. His later credits include Spooks, Family Guy, 24, Game of Thrones, Peaky Blinders, and Gotham. He has appeared in many films since the show finished as well. He appeared in Reign of Fire, Kingdom of Heaven, Doomsday with his uncle Malcolm McDowell, and Syriana, to name a few. He has also been one of the few actors to both work in Star Trek and Doctor Who, so it's safe to say that he's been busy. Number 8. Quark, Armin Shimmerman Armin Shimmerman has enjoyed a very long association with Star Trek. He made his first appearance on screen all the way back in The Next Generation's first season. He appeared as the face of Luxana Troy's jewellery box in Haven, and then appeared in the flesh, so to speak, in The Last Outpost, portraying one of the first Ferengi ever seen in Star Trek. While that episode was mixed in terms of reception, his turn as Quark undeniably was one of the highlights of Deep Space Nine. Through him, the Ferengi were given a greater depth and breadth, evolving from something of a joke to a well-rounded species. He also appeared as the horrible Principal Snyder on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There were few fans who didn't have a smug smile when that giant snake chomped down on him. Since then, he's appeared in Nip Tuck and ER and has lent his voice to video games including 2007's Bioshock and Mass Effect. He's married to actress Kitty Swink, who guest starred in Deep Space Nine as well. Bonus fact, he was actually present on set as Quark when the Paramount lot was hit by an earthquake in 1994. He quickly rushed home to check on his family, forgetting that he was in full makeup and in his own words, scared the sh** out of several onlookers. Number 7. Jake Sisko, Siroc Lofton Siroc Lofton was the youngest lead actor in the Star Trek series when he was cast as Jake all the way back in 1992. It was just a few weeks after his 14th birthday at the time, but it wasn't his first appearance on TV, he'd already appeared in several other productions. Throughout the run of the show, Lofton grew very close to his on-screen father Avery Brooks, a relationship that he has recently revealed has survived to this day. Both Brooks and Lofton cite that this relationship was one of their favourite takeaways from their time on the show. Lofton is currently the host of the podcast The Seventh Rule, which he previously hosted with Aaron Eisenberg. Although Eisenberg was several years his senior, on the show they developed a firm friendship that lasted up until his death in 2019. Though his current acting credits are sparse, Lofton continues to attend Star Trek conventions and appeared in What We Left Behind, the documentary chronicling both the making of Deep Space Nine and celebrating the anniversary of the show. He remains involved in the Star Trek universe and has appeared in some Star Trek web series that have unfortunately had their trick overtones dulled due to the lawsuit on fan productions. He now resides in California and has one daughter. Number 6. Miles O'Brien, Columini. The long-suffering chief of operations on Deep Space Nine, or to others, the most important man on Starfleet, Miles O'Brien was a role that Colin Meany landed back in The Next Generation, appearing in the pilot Encounter at Farpoint. He is one of the few guest stars to appear in both of the pilots and final episodes for The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Meany was perhaps best known to audiences for his roles in the Barrytown trilogy outside of Star Trek, but he has also appeared in a vast array of both Irish, UK and American productions. He appeared in Die Hard 2, Into the West, 
Podcast and The War of the Buttons. After the show, he went on to appear in The Simpsons and Stargate Atlantis. He had a starring role in AMC's Hell on Wheels from 2011 to 2016, as well as a role in the adaption of Childhood's End. Number 5. Esri Dax, Nicole DeBoer Nicole DeBoer joined Deep Space Nine in the role of Esri Dax and appeared in all episodes of the seventh and final season. She was actually given quite a few episodes revolving entirely around her character, which gave her a short amount of time, but the opportunity to really establish herself on the show. Esri was a very different character from Jadzia, something that fans were quick to point out even though Star Trek painfully goes through the effort to explain why symbiotes are different when they are in different bodies. Um, do you not know how Trill work? Opinion has softened a bit in the intervening years. The introduction of her character allowed writers to better resolve the Dax Wharf storyline, which by necessity was cut brutally short. I'll explain why that happened in just a minute. She eventually ended up in a relationship with Julian, which sort of brings his arc with Dax in a full circle. Following the end of the show's run, DeBoer then took a starring role in The Dead Zone, based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. She appeared in Stargate Atlantis, which also starred Robert Picardo, although their characters were never seen on screen at the same time. DeBoer was also a part of What We Left Behind, expressing her fond memories of her relatively short time on the show. She currently has a recurring role on the Canadian series Private Eyes, and she has one daughter named Summer. Number 4. Jadzia Dax, Terry Farrell Terry Farrell of course played Jadzia Dax for Deep Space Nine's first six series, being memorably killed off in the sixth season finale, Tears of the Prophets. She also remains one of the few main actors to be killed on screen and not have her character come back in some form or another. The reason for this was due to behind-the-scenes strife. Farrell's contract had ended and she wanted to renegotiate a contract where she had less episode appearances. This had the unfortunate effect of angering producers to the point where they decided they would give her all the time off she wants by killing Jadzia Dax. Though this relationship has since been mended, it had not been fixed in time for the series finale, What You Leave Behind, which features no tribute to Jadzia in the closing minutes. Since then, Farrell went on to star in shows like Becca, where she remained for four seasons. At various conventions, she has expressed her regret at how the situation ended between her and, in particular, Rick Berman, who she cites as the main reason Dax was killed off. Officially, though, it's stated she did not give her permission to use her likeness for the show's finale. She's in fact stated that she was never approached about it. In 2018, she married Adam Nimoy. Yep. Leonard's son, and had a son named Max from a previous marriage. She's appeared in Renegades and continues to tour the convention circuits. Number 3. Worf, Michael Dorn. Like Colin Meany, Michael Dorn was an alumni of The Next Generation, where he played Worf for seven seasons. Once that show finished and Generations had been released in theatres, the producers decided to bring Worf over onto Deep Space Nine, making him the first Trek actor to play a leading role on two of the different spin-offs. He remained with the show until completion in 1999. Following Star Trek, he appeared as a pilot in the biography film of R. Lee. Dorn is actually an experienced pilot in real life and owns several jets. He appeared in the Disney movies The Santa Claus 2 and 3, playing the Sandman. He's continued to work on television and film, occasionally with his Star Trek castmates. He was also one of many Star Trek actors who provided their voice on the Disney animated series Gargoyles, wherein he played the role of Coldstone and Taurus. He has appeared in many video games and joined the rest of the Next Generation castmates in the Family Guy episode Not All Dogs Go to Heaven. Word on the street is that Dawn has pitched a Worf spin-off series, but nothing has come of that yet, and he was allegedly offered a role in Star Trek Discovery, but apparently was offered so little money he had to turn it down. He's gone on the record to say how much he hated the makeup required for the role of Worf, but still. When this article was first written, we did say that we hoped that he would be making a cameo appearance in the new season of Picard. I better buy myself a lottery ticket because it's happening. 
Number two, Odo. Rene Aubergenois. Aubergenois starred as Odo for the entirety of Deep Space Nine's run, but appeared in Star Trek before as Colonel West in Star Trek Undiscovered Country. He would later appear in a guest role on Enterprise. Sadly, he passed away from lung cancer in 2019 but not before leaving a significant body of work behind. Prior to his work in Star Trek, he appeared in Benson from 1980 to 1986 and appeared in several theatre productions, earning him a Tony Award along the way. Following Star Trek, he went on to star in Boston Legal, which also featured William Shatner and his longtime friend Armin Shimmerman. Aubergenois was an accomplished voice actor as well. Perhaps his best-known voice role was Disney's The Little Mermaid, where he played Louis the Chef, a role he reprised in the animated television series that followed. Speaking of animated series, he also lent his voice to Batman the Animated Series, and he's one of the few actors to appear both in the animated Batman series and the live-action films. He appeared in Stargate SG-1, took part in the comedy roast of William Shatner, along with appearing in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He directed several episodes of Deep Space Nine and took part in several of the video games. More recently, a lovely tribute to Odo is made in an episode of Prodigy. It's the episode titled Kobayashi, and it uses existing dialogue from DS9. It's fair to say that the face of Odo and Aubergenois will be remembered forever. Number 1. Captain Sisko, Avery Brooks Avery Brooks is an actor, of course, but also an activist and a highly talented musician. He was already a well-known actor before taking on the role of Commander Sisko. He was the first African-American lead actor in any of the Star Trek series and throughout his time on the show was involved in several of the franchise's most well-known takes on civil rights. He actually directs the episode Far Beyond the Stars, in which he stars as a science fiction writer writer Benny Russell. Whilst there are currently no plans for Brooks to return to the franchise, I mean, who wouldn't love a Star Trek Cisco series? His work on Deep Space Nine serves among the most inspirational acting across the franchise. The fact that he juggled all seven seasons whilst retaining a professorship at a university occasionally conducting lectures in costume is no mean feat. One of the best actors that the franchise brought on board, Brooks is truly a credit to Star Trek.